It's Friday, and that means it's time for another show. Welcome to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing here on this Friday? Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. We are brought to you by Wishbone Fried Chicken, The Mold Man, and Active Pest Control. And on the show today, I'm going to have Javaris Harris. He is making his debut on the Sports Beat. Great interview that was aired yesterday on my Facebook Live page. You don't want to miss it. I'm going to get into the Sweet 16 games. We had a couple of games that were down to the wire. We do have some more Sweet 16 games tonight. And we also have high school baseball. And the Columbus River Dragons are on the road against the Delaware Thunder. So a jam-packed sports lineup all around the Chattahoochee Valley. And I'm going to be here to cover all of it. Let's go ahead and start with the Sweet 16 Kansas State gets the overtime victory over Michigan State, 98-93. Kansas State guard Marquise Noel set the NCAA tournament record with 19 assists. He also had five steals, chipped in with 20 points, and got the big defensive stop in overtime. Kansas State will take on Florida Atlantic after they defeated the Tennessee Volunteers 66-55. So it will be Kansas State and Florida Atlantic in the Elite Eight. Florida Atlantic, they made the NCAA tournament once in their program history before this year. In 2002, they were a number 15 seed and they lost in the first round. Led by head coach Dusty May, 34-3 is the best record that Florida Atlantic has ever had. And they are a true definition of a Cinderella story. Yes, I know they're a ninth seed and they had a great regular season. But Florida Atlantic is somebody to root for. One win away from the Final Four. Kind of reminds me of that Wichita State team in 2013 that went to the Final Four as a number nine seed. Florida Atlantic, I'm rooting for them. Huge upset over the Tennessee Volunteers. A disappointment for Tennessee. And it really has been a tough day yesterday for the SEC. The Arkansas Razorbacks, who were trying to go to their third straight Elite Eight, gets blown out by the ever-so-tournament-tested UConn Huskies, 88-65. And led by UConn's Jordan Hawkins with 24 points. He is inter-channeling his Kimba Walker, his Shabazz Napier. I think the UConn Huskies can win it all. They've won four of these. They are considered a blue blood. And how impressive would that be if UConn wins the championship with a third different coach, Dan Hurley, is now their coach. Kevin Ollie, if you remember, led them to the championship in 2014. And before that, the legendary Jim Calhoun won three titles with the Yukon Huskies. And that has all happened after 1999. They will rematch with the team they faced in the Elite Eight in 1999. Remember that team with Rip Hamilton and Khalid El-Amin that won the championship back in 1999? Well, they took on Gonzaga, who was considered a Cinderella story. Dan Monson was their head coach. And then after that, Mark Few took over the realms and has ran with it. Gonzaga has been a blue blood, an untraditional blue blood. And they defeated the UCLA Bruins in like fashion in the Final Four in 2021 when Jalen Suggs hit that big shot. They get the victory over UCLA 79-76. to Down by one with seven seconds left to go, Julian Strother 
gets the three from half court and Gonzaga wins the game. They will take on UConn in the Elite Eight. Some of the action today that is starting at 6.30 on TBS, San Diego State. I know last year the Mountain West Conference did not have a good tournament. They will take on the Alabama Crimson Tide, the overall number one seed, trying to get to the Final Four, trying to make it to the Elite Eight for the first time since 2002. And Nate Oates, so impressive with what he has done, taking over for Avery Johnson, and Alabama is starting to become a basketball school. Look, Nate Oates' first season was that COVID year, 16 and 15, but since then, he was a number two seed lost in the regional semifinal. Last year, it was like a rebuilding year for Alabama, the sixth seed, and they lose in the first round, but they've had great NBA players like Colin Sexton, Latrell Sprewell, Robert Ory, and now Brandon Miller is the next big NBA player that is playing for the Tide. 31 wins is the most wins in program history. And I think that the Alabama Crimson Tide are back to their reign of making to the tournament just about every year in the 1980s with Wimp Sanderson. He was a great coach, and now they're taking on San Diego State. And then you got the Miami Hurricanes taking on the Houston Cougars. Miami made it to the Elite Eight last year, but lost to Kansas. Uh, Two teams, just to keep an eye on, Princeton, a number 15 seed. This is the third straight year that a 15 seed made it to the Sweet 16. Oral Roberts did it in 2021. You had St. Peter's doing it last year, and they all made it all the way to the Elite Eight, but lost to North Carolina. And then Princeton taking on Creighton in the Sweet 16. Creighton led by Greg McDermott. He's been consistent. He's got the Jays to eight tournament appearances in the last 13 years. Creighton has been just a consistent team, making it to the Sweet 16 three straight years from 2012 to 2014 and trying to make it to the Elite Eight for the first time in school history. And then finally, the nightcap tonight. Two programs that are trying to break through and reach a Final Four. Xavier and Texas. I mean, both teams have made it to multiple Elite Eights. Texas did make it to the Final Four back in 2003, back when Rick Barnes was their head coach. And interim head coach Rodney Terry doing a great job, especially with everything that's happened with Chris Beard. With him leaving the program and the interim coach taking over, it has got to be tough. And Texas is right where they want to be. But hopefully they could break through and win their first ever basketball championship. They would be an elite class of football schools and basketball schools. So I cannot wait for the remaining Sweet 16 games tonight and then the Elite 8 games Saturday and Sunday. On Monday show, I'll break down who is going to be in the Final Four. Going to have Gabe Reynolds on. We are going to talk everything college basketball. Should be fun. Last night in the association, you have the Cleveland Cavaliers defeating the Brooklyn Nets 116-114 to 114 at the Barclays Center. And this really hurts the Brooklyn Nets' chance to get into the top six seeds for the playoffs because this drops them down to the number seven seed and they would end up playing the Hawks in the playing game if the season ended today. The Cavaliers were led by Donovan Mitchell's 31 points. Evan Mobley also had 26. But some of the pieces that Brooklyn got in the Kyrie and KD trade, Spencer Dinwiddle and Mikel Bridges, 
both had great games. But now the Brooklyn Nets find themselves behind the Miami Heat. And nobody wants to play the Miami Heat when it comes playoff time. Some of the other scores in the NBA last night, the Orlando Magic defeated the Knicks 111-106. to 106. The New Orleans Pelicans, still waiting on the return of Zion Williamson, defeated the Charlotte Hornets 115-96. to 96. And then the Clippers defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder 127-105. to 105. Your latest standings right now, the Milwaukee Bucks are leading the Eastern Conference with a 52-20 record. Right behind them is the Boston Celtics with a two-and-a-half game as they trail the Milwaukee Bucks by two-and-a-half games. Wrapping up the Eastern Conference, Philly is the number three seed, Cleveland the four seed, New York five, Miami six. The play-in teams would be Brooklyn, Atlanta, Toronto, and Chicago. Over in the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets have the best record in the West with a 49-24 and record. Followed by the Memphis Grizzlies, they're starting to make their push and trying to get that number two seed, which would be important. Winners of four straight. John Morant is back in the starting lineup. But don't underestimate the Sacramento Kings. They are in third place right now. And if they get the number three seed, they could potentially play either the Clippers or the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. Which I want to see the Sacramento Kings win a playoff series. Making the playoffs for the first time since 2006 is huge for the franchise that once was going to move to Seattle. That didn't happen. In fact, that was about 10 years ago that there were talks that the Sacramento Kings were going to move to Seattle and become the Supersonics. The Phoenix Suns have lost two straight. Uh, They would be the number four seed right now, just anticipating the return of Kevin Durant as the core players, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, is trying to keep it afloat. Remember, they didn't even have DeAndre Ayton in the lineup when they lost to the Lakers the other night. The Clippers right there, just a game above the Golden State Warriors, who are expected to get Gary Payton back. That is huge because for a team that doesn't play defense, the Warriors getting Gary Payton back is going to be a huge plus. And then the play-in teams would be Minnesota, Dallas, the Lakers, and the New Orleans Pelicans. But Oklahoma City and Utah are right there, tied with the Lakers and the Pelicans. The Utah Jazz are only a half game for the play-in game. And now this is where teams like Dallas, the Lakers, New Orleans, when they get Zion back, now that Minnesota's got Carl Anthony Towns back, these are very good play-in teams that could make some noise in the playoffs. But remember, they would just get the number seven and the number eight seed. So I'm not really a fan of the matchups between Denver and Memphis. The Columbus River Dragons are traveling up to Delaware this weekend to take on the Delaware Thunder for a two-game series starting this Friday. Puck drop, 7.30 p.m. this Friday. Right now, with 105 points, they stand with a 36-8-4 record, tied with the Danbury Hattricks for 105 points in the FPHL, as they are seven points ahead of Carolina in the Continental Division. And so the playoff format is set. You got 10 teams in the FPHL. Eight are going to make the playoffs. Columbus would be the number one seed. They would take on Port Huron in the first round. Carolina would take on Motor City. Over in the Empire Division, Danbury 
would take on Elmira, and then Beamonton would take on Watertown. There is still one slot that has not been clinched yet in the Empire Division. Elmira and Delaware. Elmira mathematically can still miss out on the playoffs, but if you look at the point differential, Delaware has only got 17 points, and Elmira has not clinched anything yet. The Mississippi Sea Wolves have been eliminated from the playoffs. That is something to think about. Other local sporting events this weekend, the Atlanta Legends have their home opener at Callaway Stadium this Saturday. The new outdoor soccer team out of LaGrange, Georgia, plays their games in the United Premier Soccer League. They are 0-1 on the season. And then the Columbus Georgia Vipers are in Arlington, Texas for the Final Four this week as well. Hey, Columbus State Baseball is in action this weekend for a three-game series, taking on Eckhart College. And then the Columbus State women's softball team is in action this Saturday at Cougar Field. It's Military Appreciation Day. It's Military Appreciation Day, and first pitch is at 3 p.m. as they are taking on South Carolina Aiken. It is a doubleheader on Saturday, and then they will play a game at noon on Sunday at Cougar Field for this crucial three-game series in the Peach Belt Conference. The LaGrange Panthers, after losing a heartbreaker to the number one team in D3, Birmingham Southern, they are in action tonight, taking on Covenant at Cleveland Field at Williamson Stadium. And then they take on Covenant for two more times, a three-game series in the CCS Conference LaGrange College stands at 14-6 overall. They are 3-0 in conference play. So come on out to Cleveland Field at Williamson Stadium tonight. First pitch is at 7, and you can always catch the game on Panthers Live. Some of the action in high school baseball tonight, you got the Shaw Raiders that are traveling to Hardaway High School to take on the Hardaway Hawks. They defeated Hardaway on the campus of Shaw 11-1 on Tuesday. First pitch is at 4 p.m. It will be a doubleheader today. You also have the Columbus Blue Devils who are hosting Doherty. First pitch is at 4.30. The Carver Tigers that have won seven games already after beating Manchester. They got a big region game on the road taking on the Bulldogs of Thomasville. The Spencer Green Wave have a big region contest on the campus of Spencer High Schools, they are taking on the Southwest Patriots. You got Troop County that's hosting North Clayton today. First pitch is at 5 p.m. Over at the branch, the LaGrange Grangers hosting the Raiders from Riverdale. Marion County is hosting Schley County today. First pitch is at 5.30 p.m. And then you have the Brookstone Cougars taking on St. Mary's Academy today. We have about a month left of regular season baseball at the high school level, and then we will get into region tournaments and state playoffs. Hey, we are exactly one week away from opening day for Major League Baseball, and I cannot wait to get Justin Dale on the show next week. We are going to talk about the Braves' upcoming 2023 regular season, and also we are about a month away from the NFL Draft. Who is the Carolina Panthers going to take with the number one overall draft? 
Bryce Young did have his pro day yesterday on the campus of Alabama. C.J. Stroud was in a big game against Georgia, and then you also play the what-if factor if Marvin Harrison Jr. does not get injured in that game. C.J. Stroud had a great game against a defense with a lot of NFL players. A lot of scouts factor that, but Bryce Young has something about him, this quality, an it factor, a will to win. I know that he didn't win a national championship with Alabama. Tua did. Jalen kind of did. Alabama quarterbacks have had a history of success in the NFL. Look at what Tua, Jalen, and Mac Jones have done so far. So picking Bryce Young number one overall, it's a can't-miss pick. But what if C.J. Stroud becomes the better quarterback? We know that Carolina and Houston are going to pick a quarterback, number one and number two. Now, who does Arizona get at number three? Probably going to get the best defensive end in the draft, Will Anderson. And does Jalen Carter, with all his troubles, does he fall in the draft and can the Falcons get him at number eight? All right, we've actually flown by here on this show, so what I want to do now is go ahead and take a break. But when we come back, I'm going to bring Javaris Harris on the show. You don't want to miss it. Be right back with Javaris. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge, and I am excited about my next guest. This is going to be his first time on the Sports Beat. And uh, the definition of grinding, this guy does it all. Uh, I met him three years ago when he was a student at Columbus State University. Whether it's doing internships at WRBL or working for the Columbus River Dragons, please welcome to the show, Javaris Harris. Thank you for having me, Richard. I'm, I'm excited to be on. And um, again, thank you for the opportunity to be on here. Javaris, tell us where your journey in broadcasting first started. Yeah, well, uh, for sure. Um, so I'm originally from Jonesboro, Georgia. It's about 20, 35 minutes south of Atlanta. And um, I went to, uh, I started at Jonesboro High School, which is um, the high school I graduated from in 2017. And um, it was, it's, it's crazy how it happened. Um, one night I was watching my high school's basketball team um, on television. Uh, we have this whole big YouTube stream. So I just happened to put it on the big screen one night. And um, the guy who was doing our play-by-play -play at the time, um, can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. He uh, he was doing play-by-play -play and he was looking for a color guy to do color commentary with him. And um, he put his phone number in one of his commercial breaks. And I looked to my parents, I was like, like, what would be the big, like, it can't be that bad, right? They were like, go for it. So I shot him a text message and said, hey, I'm a student here. Like, I I, I mean, give me a shot. Like, it can't be that bad. So the, the next week I go up to the broadcast booth with them, literally have to climb up a ladder in our old, in our old gym that we had back in, what, 2016, 2017. And um and I and I went for it. The first time I ever did play by play or, or color commentary, absolute terrible. Like I of course nothing is gonna come overnight when you're doing um a, you know, a new skill like like what I was doing. So of course I had no practice, you know, pretty much just going in absolutely just cold. So um, you know, just over time just started working on the craft and, and trying to perfect some skills and stuff like that. And, um, you know, of course, people are going to talk and everybody was telling me I just need to quit. It wasn't for me. And um, 
but I just I some I just had a great feeling that you know this was the path I needed to go down and I've been on it ever since and you know luckily when I when I got into uh Columbus um I I surrounded myself with great people like Tyler Redman and Josh Payton and Jack and and Rex and just people that it was like a, a village and I just surrounded myself with those people and you know and now I, I went on my way from there when I got into Columbus. And you are a pretty versatile guy when it comes to broadcasting. Javaris, I met you three years ago at a Columbus State basketball game. Oddly enough, they're playing Clayton State, a, a team you're probably familiar with in your yeah. neck of the woods. And uh, you were running a production uh, on the camera. Uh, so you've done production, you've done on-air personality, and then that led to an internship at WRBL. What was that experience like working with Jack Patterson and Rex Castillo? Unreal. I mean, Rex and Jack are two of the most like when I say just all around guys that you can work with. And I was, I'm extremely grateful and blessed to have had the opportunity to work with them. I mean, I still keep in contact with them to this day because I always have questions. Um, you know, one thing about me, I'm always, I'm a student first. I'm always trying to learn. And um, man, I, I can't thank them enough for just taking the time to even, you know, except me as an intern, man, we have had a lot of trips together from taking me to Georgia with them and Georgia Tech and all these different places and just letting me soak up everything like a sponge that, I, you know, that I could get my hands on pretty much. And, um, you know, it, it really you, – you can't get anything better than, you know, working with Jack and Rick, man. Just two great guys and willing to give the shirt off their backs for you. So definitely appreciate my time with them for sure. And you also worked with the Columbus River Dragons. What was that experience like? It was phenomenal. Love, loved working with uh, Ignite and um, being there for the time three and a half years, which is insane because I was I was partly there for the inaugural season, but I was in between working with Columbus State as well as Ignite. And um, great experience, uh, winning the first championship there, and. Um, meeting the people and working with the people that I that I was working with, it was it was great. I, I enjoyed every moment. So, Javaris, I got to ask you: being from Southern Metro Atlanta area in Jonesboro, how did you end up at Columbus State? Um, that's that's actually a funny, a funny, a very funny question. Um, Columbus State was somewhat of my first choice, but it wasn't. Um, I had other schools on my list that I wanted to go to and um I think Columbus State just ended up being not really the closest but the closest to home a lot of my other schools that I had got accepted to or had a scholarship to was either in like past like it was in Alabama but not really that close to home or I was going to be in uh in Florida so it was either Columbus State or or not going to school at all. So um, so I ended up, you know, saying, okay, let's let's just give it a try. And I think what really, you know, solidified me going there was I, I started filling out my FAFSA by myself, you know, taking my parents' tax information and doing it all by myself. So I kind of was like, all right, well, let's just give this college thing a try. And here we are, college graduate, <laughs> four or five years later. So great. It was great. Absolutely, and you graduated Columbus State in uh, 2022. Uh, you thrived in a market where you can succeed in Columbus. It's a decent-sized market. We got four professional sports teams. 
working for the River Dragons. I worked for the Rapids and the Lions. Did you ever get an opportunity to work for the Chattahoots? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I did one season with the Chattahoots. Um, actually, uh, the year that they – their inaugural year, and they went all the way to the championship, um, I was there. And it was – I have never seen so many <laughs> so many rain delays and postponements. I mean, literally, I was thinking uh, the other day about the championship game. It was the last game. Oh yeah, we were literally. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a month a, too. Uh, I, I was there too. It was terrible. It was terrible. The game didn't end to like twelve thirty that next morning, and um, I I'll never forget all of us uh, getting the 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 field like the sod and pouring it on the field just so we could get the game back rolling. It was it was insane to think about, but it was great great memories and and just awesome people to work with. Now, Javaris, interning for WRBL, you got to cover a lot of high school sports. Uh, what was your most memorable moment when it came to either high school football or basketball? For sure, favorite high school moment was watching uh, Carver beat Cedar uh, Cedar Town to go to the um, to the state finals in football. So it was it was just insane. Like I mean, just watching the city. Of, of Columbus just literally gather and I mean be one for just one high school I mean one thing about one thing that I truly enjoy about the Chattahoochee Valley the city as well as the fan and the community they just are all in for that for that high school team I mean Central, Carver, Spencer all all of these schools they are in like they are just all in for that high school and their their alumni and you know that come out and do cookouts and stuff like that. It was, it was great. I enjoyed every minute of it. But for sure, favorite moment was seeing uh, Carver get that and go to the finals. We have a lot of we've had a lot of great moments in Columbus. The Spencer boys winning the state championship in basketball. Yep. It's been a great year in basketball and in mm-hmm. football. I mean, having schools like Schley County making it all the way to the state championship. Yep. I actually cannot wait for this upcoming football season. Uh, but Javar, so what do you got going on now in your broadcasting career? <laughs> so um, I, I, I've been keeping it under wraps for a minute. Um, but three weeks ago, I started with um, with WSB TV here in Atlanta. Um, very historic news station here. And um, I've, I've enjoyed it. I'm, I'm really happy to be back home and around my family and friends here. And um, it's been going great, learning a lot from pretty much anchors and reporters who I've grown up watching, literally waking up at seven, eight o'clock in the morning before I headed to school just to watch them. And now, you know, I'm calling in my coworkers and mentors and it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm very happy and excited to be back home and, and, and working. So. Well, congratulations, Javaris. And speaking of the Atlanta area, we do have a mutual friend. Uh, last year, you were featured on a podcast called the Rookie Contract Podcast with Kate hmm, Moore. Yeah. I listened to the podcast. It was great. Uh, her alma mater, Kennesaw State, making it to the NCAA tournament for the first time in school history. I'm actually from Ackworth, so mm-hmm. that was a big deal to me. I, I used to go to their yep. games, and so that was just an incredible moment. I was happy for her that Kennesaw State made it that far. You know, being in Atlanta, what was the buzz for Kennesaw State at WSB and all the news and radio stations in the Metro Atlanta area? It was insane. I mean, literally last week we that's all we did coverage on because you gotta think 
Kennesaw was the only school in Georgia to make it to the to the uh, tournament this year. So it was insane. I mean, we had coverage at the school as the team was getting on the bus to go to uh to their first game against um who was it that they played? Help me out. It was uh Xavier when they played against Xavier. Um so yeah, we we had all eyes on on Kennesaw and um it was great. It was great. Unfortunately, you know, they couldn't come out with the W, but I have a feeling that uh they they'll definitely be back for sure. Well, there is no question that the center of the basketball universe is the North Metro Atlanta area with the Kell boys and girls win in 5-8 state titles. Joseph Wheeler, the alma mater of head coach uh, Amir Abdul-Rahim for Kennesaw State, and his brother, by the way, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Uh, Joseph Wheeler winning the state title for 7-A. Uh, just congratulations. And, you know, being in Atlanta is just great. But uh, what is your most favorite part about covering sports up in Atlanta? For sure, meeting the people that you meet. I mean, I was blessed to have the opportunity to actually volunteer for the people and just meeting different individuals coming from literally far and wide to, to be a part of something here in Atlanta. I mean, I've I've met people almost from each end of the of the of the country. And so it, it's amazing, you know, you get to to, you know, hear their story of how they started and Again, I'm I'm a student, man. I, I enjoy learning. Um, I never think, you know, that I know it all because I don't. I'm just always willing to learn. And, and um, you know, I feel the, the, the biggest thing is when you when you actually have learned, you go and spread what you know to others. So that's that's my biggest philosophy is just being able to learn. And so definitely it's, it's a great market to be in. And the people here are great and amazing. And, um, yeah, I, I, I love being back home for sure. Well, one thing that I've learned, uh, Javaris, is that with you being a student of broadcasting and just recently graduated from Columbus State, that uh, the sky's the limit for you. you got a bright future in this industry. And if you just keep on grinding, I mean, great things are going to come in your career. I appreciate it. That means a lot. I really do. Um, it, it, it really, you know, Columbus was, was a big part in that. And, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for having the opportunities of, again, working with people like Josh Payton, Jack and Rex, and even, you know, Tyler, like me and Tyler, Tyler was literally the first person I met when I came into Columbus and man, that's like literally not only am I great, I'm, am I blessed to call him my colleague, but I'm blessed to call him one of my best friends as well. And, um, you know, just learning from him as well and watching him take over as a sports reporter for his hometown station. So it's, it's great, man. I, I get teary-eyed thinking about it, you know, just watching him and his success for sure. Now, uh, are you the type of broadcaster who is uh, like a busybody? Like, I know you work for WSB, but if a local high school was asking for, for you to help out fill in for play-by-play, or if, if you wanted to be like a guest host on a local sports talk radio, I mean, are you flexible about doing multiple broadcasting projects? Uh, it, it, it really depends. I'm not going to say no, but especially, you know, now that I'm working the morning shifts for, for you know, WSB, it, it really just all depends. I mean, I, I would like to say yes, but it just really, it, it, it's really up in the air. You know, I, w- I would be willing to make time for it if I can. So what exactly do you do at WSB? 
so I'm a production assistant, man. I'm I'm literally working the floors. I'm I'm uh I'm all around pretty much the, the, the studio, whether it's giving the anchors and reporters their cues, um, you know, rearranging their, their microphones. I'm I'm all over the place that when it comes to being a production assistant. So it's it's a great it's a great um you know entry level position but it's it's great because you can actually move up from it so you're starting technically starting kind of from the bottom but you know working your way up is even even great to to be at well you're in a great market to thrive and and columbus giving you the opportunity to thrive down there as well and we all miss you down in columbus uh, uh definitely uh anytime uh, the wrbl wtvm when they're making their way up to the mercedes-benz if there's like a championship game the sec championship uh we know that you'll be there and hopefully one yeah. day i'll get credentials too for the sports <laughs> beat and i might see you at yeah. the uh SEC championship game for uh, <laughs> uh I'll, I'll just wishful thank you but yeah someday oh no, hey <laughs> listen the sky's the limit man that's that's one thing I, I i really wish to push to people is you can do anything you set your mind to and if you if you believe you can do it you will do it so don't you know definitely don't set yourself short man you you can definitely obtain it if you know if you want so definitely i i applaud you as well man keep going um you know we need more uh individuals who who gain coverage especially not only in the chattahoochee valley but all of georgia i mean georgia is a great a great high school sports market as well as you know professional as well so i mean we can go as far as we want to so Yes, Jawar's the sky is the limit. I really appreciate you just being on the show, and uh, it was great catching up with you, and uh, best of luck to you in your broadcasting career. Thank you, sir, to you as well. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, Javaris Harris, uh, my guest here on the show, uh, taking the time out of his busy schedule, works for WSB, uh, now up in Atlanta, but uh, definitely miss him down in the Fountain City and uh, wish him nothing but the best of luck. And we thank everybody for watching another episode of The Sports Beat. And hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.